so I'm in a difficult spot where the images and the, the dreams have gone me through a lot of darkness, a lot of torment, for lack of a better word, have expired. I started doing a lot of things and broke through, I mean, I reached a lot of milestones in the summer and in the fall that I, that I guess were the culmination of many years of healing and just riding this momentum that finally got expression, that finally got to break through the surface. It was really invigorating. It made me feel alive. But it also gave me a new vantage point. It gave me a new perspective. It made me realize a lot of things that I couldn't possibly have seen. Because previously, like my image of, of um, the space that I experienced, it was more like 2Ds, very flat. It was very static. And it was very idealized. <clears throat> I imagined that. You know, the things that come with life, the difficulties, the nuances, the, the complexities of people too. Like just because you heal does not, doesn't mean that people are all of a sudden going to change. Um, and things started falling apart very soon after that. A couple of months in, you know, I started doing a lot of things, you know, started working with, you know, community and setting up a lot of things and and got my first apartment and just poured my energy into a lot of things you know that I previously could only dream about but wasn't in a space to to do and I started finding myself you know hitting wall after wall being shocked um coming across patterns that were bigger than me, context, the context that was bigger than me. Um, and I realized that I was in a new world right now, you know, that that momentum had catapulted me from my old world into a new world. But in this new world, you know, it was very dark because it was new. I mean, when... You know, when you're in the beginning stages of something, things don't have form. Things have not differentiated yet. Things are very <clears throat> blended and very much un- And having nothing to, to hold on to, I think a lot of my deeper patterns that had remained unscathed <laughs> from the healing were activated it came to the fore and so now I was like in the clutches of old survival shame patterns and no way to kind of differentiate or no way to kind of unblend and uh discern what was happening and I fell into a deep depression that was more like a 
I froze is what I did. I did not have any thoughts or feelings. I was just spending my days just watching things. And that was, you know, uh, uh, saving grace, actually, to be able to kind of take my mind off of things. But now, um, just recently, a couple of weeks ago, I I actually broke down in my in my therapist's office. And I rarely do that. I, never, I rarely actually cry uh, in my sessions. Very rarely. I've been seeing her for like almost five years now. And I broke down because I realized that, oh my God, I've all all this like, it, throughout my healing journey, I was being driven by shame, by this drive to get rid of my, you know, my trauma and my, my pain and everything else that obstructed in my path. And all my dreams and my goals were constructed by that shame. All my visions and who I envisioned myself to be, I could I couldn't fit into it when I reached there because it did not match reality. Because it was based on this lie and on this distortion of who I wasn't. And so now I found myself in a homeless space where I didn't know what possibility looked like from the space that I'm in I didn't know what to do I didn't know how to imagine my future I had lost my future and that was what the depression the past couple of months was about <clears throat> it felt like a free fall that I couldn't stop um I couldn't hold on to anything because everything that I held on to was uh, were artifacts from the survival and the shame that had, you know, arguably, you know, allowed me to survive you know, for a very long time. But now I was in a space where all these, all these parts and all this energy had come to the fore, all this consciousness that had outgrown the the, the very limited and narrow spaces of survival. I could no longer remain in the survival. But I did not know how to thrive. You know, so I was in the space of like, how do I do this thing? All the skills that I have, everything that I, that has, you know, has guided me, all the constructs that have, you know, allowed me to, to process things, were all now faulty. You know, I, I felt that I had no space or room. I have felt that I had no access to possibility in them. This underlying sense of urgency that yeah, I have to fit, you know, I have to quickly figure things out. That I was um, also feeling a lot of shame from <clears throat> for not being able to continue the momentum that happened. Um, that emerged in the summer, the shame of that disruption, the shame of my isolation, the shame of my depression. It's like the shame spirals, like so. It was a freaking like uh, uh, a dream catcher, a shame catcher. <laughs> um, and I realized that the opposite of shame is actually gratitude. You know, that 
I realized that the only way that I can get out of this thing is to find things to be grateful for, regardless of how risky that feels, because that feels so incredibly difficult. It feels actually impossible to be grateful from the place that I'm in, because it feels to me, sorry if I'm grateful, yeah, that means that I'm going to remain in this space. That means that I'm not going to escape this, you know, this, this hell. And when I say a hell, I feel like there are a lot of parts of me that are awakening that I could not, <clears throat> that needed that movement and the momentum and the things that I was doing in order to actually come to the fore and for me to actually access them. You know, there are a lot of parts that I couldn't access when I was, you know, more of a hermit and more isolated and more. So I recognize that this is another iteration and another installment of the healing you know um but it's like it's like the conflict between this deep survival of like you need to get rid of your shame people are looking at you uh how are you gonna you know the only the only reality that you have at hand is the reality of that's come to you by other people's consensus so how are you gonna override that and then this other need of these other parts that have been liberated from their roles of survival, of you know, these parts that previously were fragmented and now finding a connection to the whole, are being like, nah, I did not come all this way just to go back into being an indentured serv- servant to, um, to the collective. I'm not going to do this. And then me in the middle having to hold space for both. <clears throat> And realizing that um, the space that I'm lacking and the, the urgency is actually lack of compassion. I have absolutely no compassion for myself. I feel like I cannot afford that compassion. And, and, and I also realize that the only vision and only dream and only goals that are actually going to carry all parts of me have to be based on thriving and has to be based or sourced from an inner stillness and not an inner urgency and that possibility only emerges from how I respond to my own survival to my own imperfect ways of trying to make it stop whether it is a fire or terror whatever it is yeah, maybe the outcome of that is not highly good. Maybe I, you know, I'm losing ground and I'm gaining weight and I'm disconnecting from others and I'm, I feel like I'm withering away and it's become more acute ever since, you know, I turned 30 last year or two years ago actually, a year and something ago. My, 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 my birthday is really odd because it's like in December. So it's like, um, so it's like I am being flooded with a lot of images that were dormant because I was not in a space to connect with them. And now I'm connecting with a lot of, it feels like it is like delayed reaction. A lot of images that were imprinted in my space a lot of thoughts, a lot of assumptions. And now because I have a greater bandwidth 
they're all coming to life and they're all clamoring for my attention and awareness and it's like I have all these parts of me that are dragging me in all kinds of directions and I have to remain present for all that torment because if if I try to disconnect then I'll fragment and I can't so I have to remain and so I have to find ways and I think that's what thriving is thriving is not um in my opinion thriving is not about you know living a blissful life and um achieving and all of that thriving is to find a way to remain whole thriving is to find a way to meet yourself in the middle thriving is to find ways to make life worth living thriving is a way to keep that light alive because right now things are very very dim and grim and but i also recognize that um a lot of it you know from different time periods a lot of it uh, from you know things that don't even belong to me but i cannot make that differentiation and that distinction unless i remain grounded and present long enough for me to be able to sort through all the information that i get because if i only get if i only register and take in the information that is favorable to me i will lose access to the bigger picture and so the only goals that would actually support me and hold me and ground me because I think that the bigger the bigger question here is about the fact that my previous visions and dreams that I had were not in support of me they were an attempt to to change and to fragment me and to morph me into what others and what society would find acceptable so those images were images uh based on survival they were images based on shame they were not images that supported my wholeness <clears throat> in fact the opposite and so for going forward the only way to actually survive and to thrive in, in this world too because i feel like there is this wave coming where a lot of things are going to change how we operate in society is going to change the things that we expect and you know like the eco construct of the collective is actually going to collapse and so how do you find ways to be grateful how do you find ways to remain remain afloat how to find ways to stay connected to the divine you have to have you have the only way they can do that is if you have these images that are symbolic or of something higher that are inspiring that uh, inspire your ease and that makes it easier to remain whole and to thrive and so that is what i'm currently really struggling with you know it's very nuanced it's not clear-cut but it is my reality it is 
the landscape that I'm in right now. And it's something that I have to honor um, in order to actually remain grateful for the fact that I could heal. To remain grateful for the fact that I could get this far. This is my gratitude tax, I guess. To prove to Allah that, or to show him that it wasn't in vain or for vanity that I got the privilege to heal through what, what was near impossible to actually heal from. And so this is the next installment of what it means to maintain that healing. What is necessary to support the infrastructures of healing. So thank you for for listening. And uh, I'll see you in the next stop.